0: Okay. There we are. It's live. We are live. <sighs> Welcome to Digital Cortex. Oh shit. Today is January 17th. It's Tuesday.
1: Yes, it is.
0: This is the second podcast of the new year. Is yeah, the yeah.
1: second one, dude. 2023. Second one. We're in the twenty-threes now. Damn. What does it feel like to be in the twenty-threes, dude? Same it's, as twenty-two and twenty-one and 20. At first, but then it it becomes its own.
0: <coughs> it
1: will have its own identity. It, it's still I don't
0: know. I feel like twenty-one and twenty-two kind of merged merge together for me a little bit. Oh, I'll
1: tell you 2020. 20, 2021,
0: Twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. Fine with the coughing, and all of a sudden I didn't actually
1: now twenty twenty two felt different. 2022 felt like there was hope again because twenty twenty 2020 and twenty twenty one merged together into one <laughs> fucked up ball of year.
0: I think you're right. Twenty twenty and twenty twenty one all
1: were kind of the same. Twenty <clears> twenty <throat> was like everyone's gonna die, and then twenty twenty one we're like we're not gonna die, but it's, shit's not cool. Shit's failing. Um people are moving. Everyone's working from home. <coughs> Everyone's working from home. They're <coughs> trying to figure shit out. Now they're becoming their own people. Like I got I got this idea. I'm going to start this. You know, I've always wanted to do this, you know, like people are figuring shit out, moving around. Like I don't have to be in Silicon Valley anymore. I can live anywhere. Yeah. And then then and then <laughs> the companies were like, get your ass back in the office, dude. Get back in here. Apple, Google, Netflix, Amazon, everybody was like, get your ass into this building now, or you ain't going to work here no more, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Maybe not like that, but basically that's what they said. And, you know, some people were like, nah, fuck you. And they actually stood up to the man. And then some people are like, yes, master. <laughs> yes, master. Yes, yes. Anything I else? You <laughs> I will be there soon. <laughs> I must go. I am being summoned. I was kind of excited. Actually, I will say I didn't look at it that way. I felt like I need to get outside, dude. I need to do something, dude. Working at home is getting weird, man. Like, it is cool. We all get to fuck around and be at home and kind of felt like we were like doing this like shit together somewhat but um uh after a while I was like yeah dude I got to see other people's
0: <laughs>
1: energies I need to be like around other people's energies yeah that's true cuz it's getting weird shit's getting weird we're not meant to be isolated for so long years isn't it like haven't you heard about that room that has like no sound yes isn't there's like a limit right you can only be in that room for so long before your brain like goes crazy with no sound
0: i don't think like permanently crazy but yeah yeah i think you can there's a point where you just don't feel comfortable anymore and you need to leave
1: yeah like you start hallucinating and you start to lose your goddamn mind right so like our brains are wired for activity like, it's constantly being stimulated. There's noise. There's birds chirping. There's cars driving but you know, maybe not hardwired for cars, but just loud Dude, noises.
0: I had the fucking craziest idea about that, really. Um,
1: that was a good sentence. That's great. Go ahead. Keep going. He <laughs> <laughs> paused in weird.
0: <laughs> I, I was just trying to figure so, out how I was going to phrase this. But yeah. like, all right. So let's start at the beginning. Go we watched it. a movie. Okay. What movie? Um that was a fucking great question. I remember oh, it. I do remember it. It was three thousand years of longing. These are on backwards. Okay. Three thousand years of longing. Three thousand years of longing. It's a weird movie for sure. Uh it's like very a interesting though. A
1: twenty four or something, or what?
0: Close to that realm, I would say it's it's more of like a, a art piece of a movie. Okay. Um okay. I don't know if it was based on anything. Might have been based on a book, I could totally believe that, yeah, um, but yeah. it was very, very interesting movie, very good, um, and we got high, right, of right course. before, like we took some edibles and we watched this movie, and so we're sitting there watching the movie, and I come to this realization, which is kind of the theme of the movie anyway, so without giving away the story or anything, um it's like. The entirety of humankind is built around like life, like the meaning of life in my mind at that moment. I don't know if I still believe all of that, but there is no real life. There's no real you without stories. Think about it, man. We live to listen, to to absorb stories from visual context, from books, from podcasts, to just sitting at dinner with the family and talking. Well, if, like,
1: you, if you think about human history, how we interacted with each well, other. That's,
0: that's it too. You just yeah. talking about that is a fucking story me telling you about this is
1: a story. That's how information must have been passed on. We didn't, if you didn't have anything to write things down, you passed it along in stories. So that's what they think a lot of. Right, our, right,
0: right. But even before written context, even just verbally, like, that's you know, what I'm saying, sitting around the, a campfire. Just, yes, exactly. Yeah. It's just
1: stories. You would spread stories and talk about, Hey, did you know this? And that they, they made certain information pass through time. That's why some like, that's why I was saying like red riding hood is a, a, it's a fable. It's a story, right? It's not mm-hmm. about any individual, but it's it's meant for kids because what happens is that you would most absorb the things that you thought were interesting, and so a kid's story or a kid's tale will pass along through generations because it's interesting.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But beyond the fact that, like, you know that the story is interesting or what's intriguing and how long that'll live, yeah. but like just talking about what you ate for dinner yesterday is a story. Yeah, yeah, gathering. And so try to try to imagine a world where stories don't exist, enveloping what I just said, you know, like you wouldn't be able to. How would you communicate with people? Like our entire world
1: is based off stories. If you couldn't tell a story. You
0: couldn't tell a story. It would
1: just be binary conversation. It would just be straight to the point. I need this, I need that get me this, I need this. Like it would just be flat, you know, those conversations you have, like where you don't give any information, you just.
0: There would be like no interest from anybody, right? Like you couldn't enjoy anything because even like painting is a story.
1: Well, how is that taken away though? How can you take away painting? I mean, you could.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. If if we don't have stories, if stories never existed, we wouldn't even have painting.
1: Well, I don't know about that. Uh, Not
0: anything that that means anything. Like, it it feel like stories can, is the basis of everything. You can give
1: like animals, like they have that elephant that can like paint a mountain or something. You know, like it's just painting what it sees, right? So like. It can tell to paint a car or something and it could like
0: Right. But the fact that you remember what it is and that's what you're painting is a story.
1: Some memories. Yes. You wouldn't because have any now, memories then.
0: Right. Because well, yeah. Because now if you if you do paint a mountain, other people look at the mountain and they're being told what you've seen. So that becomes a story. So you're right. We we wouldn't have any memories. So this movie's about no stories. No, no, no. The movie's about stories. The movie pretty much is like about the stories. It's it's about the stories. It's a big part of the theme of it. It's more of like a metaphor of stories and life itself and. How we all I are think, just yeah, stories. I
1: think a lot of our identity is based beginnings on beginnings and endings. Well, yeah, because everybody has a story they tell themselves. Like, oh, I'm a piece of shit, or you know, oh, I, you know, I'm really smart at exactly. This. I'm really good at this, so, so like, I'm going to do we good. even be. Yeah, you're, without you without that. People have identity crises where they they've been telling themselves uh, this this like story of themselves to themselves. Um. For so long that that's what they believe and then they sometimes that crumbles and the story doesn't make sense anymore like oh i'm about that's why athletes have a problem they they live in a story right mm-hmm. that where they're a professional athlete hey how are you doing i sign autographs i go to here i practice i do a gatorade commercial and then i go to games and people take pictures of me you know like they have a whole life and story and then when that ends They have a crisis because now the story of themselves of being a professional athlete is gone. I'm not going to go to arenas anymore. I'm not going to take pictures. Well, I'll probably take pictures maybe, but then that starts to fade, right? People know you less. And then so your whole story of who you are changes. And then that's why people have breakdowns because their story change. They're like, wait, I'm not fucking trippy as fuck. I'm not this story anymore. That was an old chapter in me. And then, you know, it's kind of like the people that have problems like evolving or moving on from things. You know, they really sit. Or it could be, like, you really dig your story. So, like, when that shit fades, you're like, whoa, what the fuck? Huh. That was a good story, dude. I want to live in that story again, you know? Like, maybe they didn't really enjoy it as much as they should Do have. Do
0: you think somebody somewhere is living me as a story?
1: But they, that's the story they tell themselves? That's, like,
0: some Rick and Morty, like, uh, what was Well,
1: that? if you want to get into, like... You know, different dimensions and infinite oh, timelines. You remember
0: when they were playing that video game and it was really just somebody's life?
1: Uh, I might. I haven't seen that episode. You haven't seen
0: that episode? I haven't seen Roy. a lot of new ones. It's not new, man. I think it's like first season shit. Then I seen it. It's first or second, maybe. I seen that. Roy. Remember? It was a life of Roy. And then like, what happens? Pretty much, um, they go to this like... Uh, it's like a Dave and Buster's. They call it Blitz and Chips. Yeah. So they go to Blitz and Chips, and Morty sits down to play a game, and it's Roy. Like I think, oh, they Rick get just puts in. him on yes. it, and so he's living the life of this guy named Roy from like being a kid, to a high school football star, yeah, yeah, to yeah, being yeah. like an old man. You can working live a at lifetime. the rug store. Yeah, and then he he like just dies. Yeah, and so Rick is like. Oh wow! You uh, you just um,
1: lived a boring life. You, li- <laughs> you
0: went back to the rug store, Morty. That's your ending. That's yeah. your end game. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. you're the kind
0: of person that goes back to oh, the yeah, rug store. Because he gets
1: married and then his wife
0: dies. Yes. She passed on. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, so he's living the life like that. And you then know? he
1: goes to the same stupid rug store that he worked at. Because he survived
0: like cancer and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he yeah. goes back to the rug store. Rick was all pissed off. And then so Rick plays, and everyone's like watching him like do so good at the game. He's like, he's taking Roy off the map. He ain't got a social security card for Roy.
1: Yeah, people are freaking out because they're seeing. The stuff that <laughs> Rick fucking wants to
0: crazy, do. <laughs> yeah. Like that's us, man. We're just some guys. We could be playing video. Games I mean that
1: Roy. that's the simulation theory that we're in a simulation. So I mean that's possible. We're somebody's just game. They're watching us. We're just entertainment for other beings. That that's some
0: be. fucking freaky ass shit. Wasn't to think there of? like
1: some unexplainable object in space that they couldn't figure out what they just. We're calling it space debris. Debris. It was like a large, like triangle-shaped object in space. It, it was orbiting Earth, but they're like, that's just space debris. But the scientists there was a
0: lot of shit up there.
1: There was scientists that were studying it. And they're like, no, it's not just space de- debris because it's moving. It, like it's changing its distance from Earth. Like it's going back and forth. Like so, they think someone is controlling it. Either. Remotely or there's some there's beings inside of it and they're just monitoring us.
0: No way. (laughs) You said no. It's gotta be like an orbital thing. I don't know, There's gotta be math involved in figuring this out.
1: Like, how would you know if anyone told you yes or no? Like if if like just based on someone's like intelligence. If someone's super smart, you're like, okay, I believe. All right. Then I would then I would check on Snopes. (laughs) <laughs> right and then snopes was snopes getting their information
0: that says that they have integrity man yeah if we start to question snopes and we start to question our life and existence as it is and I, I'm not I'm not there yet yeah. I mean I think I just talked about that actually I'm not about that life okay <sighs> maybe we need to change the subject on this oh I have something we could talk about there's cool. an Ezra Miller update go for it damn okay I gotta find it So, he was recently, or they were recently, um, at a trial. He pled guilty. They, They pled guilty in Vermont. Yeah. So, let's see here. In pleading guilty to breaking into Vermont neighbor's home and stealing alcohol. With an... Let's see. And, of course, they posted bail, I think, on it.
1: So he... What is the charges that he's being brought against
0: him? So, they will have to face a suspended... agreed to a suspended sentence of... Let's make sure I'm not getting anything... Suspended sentence of 89 to 90 days in jail for the misdemeanor of unlawful trespass.
1: Trespassing, okay.
0: They will also be fined $500 plus $192 surcharge and be placed on probation for a year. Okay. Two charges were dropped, including a felony burglary charge that could have carried a sentence of 25 years in prison.
1: So they just gave him a plea deal. They're like, take this deal. You can get out of it with probation. Probation is tricky though, man. That shit's not over. Like, If you fuck up while on probation, you go to jail. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I mean, it's uh, it's the real deal. Like when you got shit against you. How long? How many years? Three years or something like that, you said? Oh, gosh. How long? What? For the uh, 90 days. So it's like three months. Oh, that it was just 90-day probation, I thought you said.
0: Oh, a year probation. Yes. Yeah. A year probation, 90 days jail time.
1: They can get that knocked down, though. I think they end up like just doing less
0: time i mean they pretty much just walked away from this but one year but that's they... just one state he has other states that he's got to go appearing up, up right because i remember in our Ezra miller chronicles that they were running around doing a lot of stuff in multiple different states yeah so who knows yeah. what who knows but i guess that's a quick update um (laughs) that's what we that's what we know so
1: far that's what we know so far and he's still flash as far as we know they've never said he's
0: not have you seen anything or watched anything new recently
1: i've been really into nathan for you
0: oh dude i love
1: that show (laughs) yeah did
0: i tell you about that one
1: no, we no? never talked about it. I came across it organically.
0: Nathan For You is the one where he goes and approaches small businesses uh, and gives them like... Dumb Starbucks. Yes, like dumb Starbucks. <laughs> when you finish Nathan For You... I already did. Okay, good. Uh, you need to watch his most recent the rehearsal. show. The rehearsal. That's what I'm watching now. Oh, so you're watching the rehearsal. Yeah. The rehearsal is a fucking mind well, trip, bro. They
1: took one of the episodes and turned it into a whole show. Exactly. Because he did the rehearsal when he went on the, t- the Tonight Show, right, with Jimmy Fallon? Right. Or it was Jimmy Kimmel. It was one of them. He literally rehearsed exactly what antidote <clears throat> He was gonna say on the show because he was tired of going on the late night shows and not having much stories or yes, things and he to talk rehearsed about. all that and it b- so he, he became really approached funny it like mathematically exactly
0: and studied all of the of that's the that's what's so interesting about him is that all of that relates back to his old show the Nathan for you one you know but yeah. we watched the rehearsal first I mean Chris you guys watched that first because we didn't know about him before that. Oh, I watched so. Yeah, that's we watched weird the order. first. I, you don't need to watch in order, but I would say, well, you don't need to watch those two different shows in in different in the I, order.
1: I think it it works better that way because
0: you it get a better does. feeling. I, of, I would agree, but if you just watch the rehearsal, you don't need anything more than that. He's just a smart dude that you're like. Is he being real or not? You never know with this guy.
1: But when you watch him on Nathan for you. You're like, oh yeah, he's fucking around because the whole intro, he's like, I went to business school. I got the highest grades. And, and then if it you says, like
0: pause on the report card, it says <laughs> two
1: point five on his actual so report stupid. card. So you know he's being stupid. And like the way he talks to people is so funny. And then I like the experts that they use and Nathan for you.
0: Do he the and then he brings back people and you can't tell if they're like like you know how he brings back that uh um that host? Yeah. The host, like, yeah, several times. A, the yeah. host from a dating show. So the episode where he he wanted to, like, find a... True love or something. True love. Or uh, companions or, I don't know, something. He was looking to date.
1: He wanted to date, and he said the most efficient way would be to, to date a bunch of girls at once. <laughs> so he makes his own reality a fake show. fake
0: reality show. And hires a a host. Yeah, to host this mansion. It's like a bachelor type thing. And they do it exactly like all the other bachelor ones where Mm -hmm. they show up. There's like a rose ceremony and all that bullshit. And they've made up his persona of who he is. But then eventually he just like decided that the host was too attractive and all the girls were it makes him leave like yeah he's sentence. like just
1: get just leave just leave <laughs> but he does it in such an awkward way too he's so
0: awkward yeah <laughs> I <laughs> think that's what honestly the rehearsals out of the two shows is my favorite because if you keep watching the rehearsal like how far are you into it I watched the first episode the first episode yeah. okay you keep watching you know it's supposed to be like this this um well. I guess I won't say much He's more. rehearsing life for people. Yes. So every That's, episode yeah. is a different person's case that he's rehearsing. Similar to how it was in the small business uh, sphere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although as it progresses, it kind of evolves into being something completely different. I think. And, and the first episode and the last episode have completely different tones of the journey that you went on with this man. Like it's it's fucking crazy. The 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 it's just mind-blowingly crazy. He
1: goes deep. He, he goes, goes so far. Yeah, deep. he goes multiple layers. It's like inception, like human inception.
0: No, bro, bro, bro. It gets deeper than that.
1: I don't know if you can go deeper than I'm inception. no, I'm
0: telling you, man, it's deeper than that. It's like inception, so but like, inception is inside inception.
1: This is like quantum realm Ant-Man. Where he's going different, that many layers bruh, down. Bro, bro,
0: <laughs> You're going to be fucking tripping balls on how fucking crazy this show gets. Because you know Ant-Man goes pretty deep. I swear it's
1: just that deep. That Dude, I don't know. You, I think you're over. <laughs> I'm not.
0: I you wish know, I were, but I'm the not. The quantum
1: level. How, how bro, many levels did he go down to? He goes to? down so fucking how far. Many, how many levels are there, though, in Ant-Man? In
0: like, Ant-Man? Oh, I don't know like when they're quantum is for so I'm guessing for, but it's, I, I would think quantum is for,
1: but quantum is not, it's just a blanket term. It's not even what it means.
0: Yeah. But I mean, cause they say quantum about it.
1: They say quantum computing, but that just means crazy fucking computing. You know, like it, they don't really have like quantum is not a, like a, uh, assigned like metric, uh, measurement. Like they don't have, they just call things quantum when it goes so fucking deep. That they don't have explanation for, so like he's going into like quantum levels, like and it's crazy how they keep showing levels when ammon's shrinking more and more. So it, that's what I'm saying. Like, how many different shrinkable levels do you think there are? Like that you could zoom down into. I don't know, that's
0: but that's a crazy thought.
1: Yeah, because there's like microorganisms that that live on. Microorganisms that live on other micro like
0: <laughs> too much. We weren't supposed to be thinking that far in. How did we get here? <laughs> because every, here. every organism would have
1: microorganisms inside of their organism, and then their organism would have microorganisms in their organism. Like, really, wouldn't it just keep infinitely it's going like on? It's
0: like pi. It's a circle.
1: Yeah, wouldn't it infinitely go on forever? <laughs> yeah, it would never shrink down to nothing. But anyways, but yeah, for Nathan, for you the only thing I'll say is a, a, a argument with watching Nathan for you. And then rehearsal is that you see the evolution of his show, like how it starts and how like he like started like, and then how it kind of started hitting a, a groove where he kind of knew what he was doing. He's like, so this is what I'm going to do. Like he was actually really smart. Like the BP one where he did BP gas and he, he for, well, it started with alarm. Remember, he wanted to figure out how to send alarms um, without paying the shipping fees. Yes. And then so he figured out that if you have an instrument, you don't have international fees with instruments. Right. So then he decided that he was going to make the alarm sell an the alarm as an instrument. So then he decided That he, in order for it to be a legitimate instrument, it needs to be used in a song that people hear. (laughs) So then he created a band that would use um, the alarm in a song. So he had to then create a hit song that used alarm sound in it. And then... (laughs) in order and so on and so on and or, so on and so on in order for the band to be um to get press because he tried to go to the radio station and they wouldn't play the song because it sounded stupid because it had an alarm sound in it so then he um he he posted a fake position for bp gasoline Media relations.
0: Oh yes, because he needed a, he needed to create a a controversy yes. that the song could be written about.
1: Yes. So then he created a town hall because he found where BP was drilling and the whole town hated it. So he went to that town
0: and had a town hall. And he hired like a an actor as a spokesperson as the
1: spokesperson for BP's media relation. And then they stole the, the hit song that they made for one of their fake commercials that he showed to everybody in the town hall.
0: So that they can create a controversy that yeah. the song, they used it for something that wasn't intended to. And then people would go and download the song. Yeah. Which they did. and And then... He
1: got the band to give away free gas in front of one of Shell's gas
0: station to to get them on the news. Yes. So they bought a bunch of gas. They gave it away for free just so they could be on the news to talk about their song.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and that's it how it went viral.
1: So the, the news station showed up and was like, oh, you guys are free giving free gas? And like, yeah, we just care about the environment, man. And then like they, Yeah. So it created a whole... Yeah, it was so... so what what couple, has
0: been your favorite... Is this your favorite episode from that show?
1: No, the favorite episode from that show um, was the last one. Because um, that's what I was going to say. If you watch the evolution of it, it literally ends w- with the last episode being about one of his f- like first um, hired actors that he hired. For, as a as a Bill Gates impersonator
0: yes yeah, so they take the Bill Gates impersonator to find
1: his 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 ex love exactly he keeps bringing up literally all the time he just shows up to their office he like he actually kept in contact with them like he kept showing right, he kept up, showing up and everything give him free stuff he would just hang out, he'd be in the lobby he wouldn't even have a job he would just be there just hanging out because he had nothing to do and They dwelled into this man's life. They went so deep, and they actually had him practicing his interaction with um, his old girlfriend. And they went over and over and over and over. Like they
0: brought him, like to get him to call her and everything. Yeah, and it dwelled into this like psychological arc of this man to like find out if what like an old love, like you see, yeah. But but it was more than like an old love for him. It was, like, a whole entire, like, psychological break that he had. It was a story. It was a
1: story, yeah. It's crazy. It was a story that he's been saying. He kept repeating it to Nathan. He kept saying, oh, I really wish I would have married, you know, so I forgot her name, like, Christine or something. She was the love of my life, and my mom didn't like her and didn't want me to marry her and this and that. And he's like, I really should have did it. And, you know, you can just see, like, this you can put yourself in like oh, man in a, as a young man you make decisions and you never know how it's going to pan out when you're 60 or 70 years old you know and how life ended up turning out which was crazy cuz uh so yeah you you just get involved in the and then the episode's so long it just kept going on and I, and i was like where is this going <laughs> like, i had no idea h- how this was going to play out like it, that's right it
0: literally I forgot about that one.
1: Yeah, that that literally is the last episode of the Nathan for You, which then goes into rehearsal. So if you watch that and then her rehearsal, you're like, oh, this is exactly what the last episode of Nathan for You was. It was the rehearsals and all the, the actor and talking and they went over and over. And they even made they even made him play um the girlfriend and then the actor played him, talking to him and how he would talk, you know, back and stuff like that. So they that rehearsing like, once you start watching the rehearsal, you're like, oh, that's what they're, they're 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 doing that. Like, those little bits and pieces they were messing with. And Nathan, for you, they just turned that into a whole show, which he really is a smart dude. Like, he really does think about, like, everything. Like, when they... You could see the evolution
0: that's, of it. That's the kind of thing, like, I think about for the rehearsal is because he had to... He had to like the, the stuff that happens in that show, I don't know. There there, there was a there had to have been a whole thought process for it.
1: No, he, he has a crazy diagram of all scenarios. Remember for that guy's that guy's um trivia night. Right.
0: Like, I guess I guess what I can't really talk about the rehearsal until you finish it because there's so much more to it yeah, that's yeah. beyond the concept of the show
1: no no no. yeah it's it's interesting it's um it's he uh put he has a different type of humor than any other uh people you might see on tv it's not that unique i mean there's definitely smart dudes that think like that and have like a dry um comedic sense when it comes to like interactions but his awkwardness is like what's in Sends it to like the next level and you don't really get it at first. Sometimes at least I didn't at first, I was like, why the fuck am I watching this? Like, that was literally one of the thoughts in my head. (laughs) I was like, cause I, I had come across it and then I remembered some conversation I had heard about Nathan for you from like, um, I don't know who I was talking to, but they brought him up that they watched it. And I was like, that, that sounds weird like it stuck out because it was such a weird name nathan for you like that name alone stuck out so i was like Wow, what the hell is this and then when you're watching the show you like, oh shit this was like a thing like it was actually pretty big at one point yeah because if he's getting on jimmy fallon and or jimmy kimmel and all that like well i mean it had to have been big enough to you know I missed it. I missed it all. I never saw him on Jimmy. I mean, I don't watch those late night shows enough to catch it. But that I... show,
0: though, was also on like syndication, right? Yeah. Comedy
1: Central. Like it was one of their big shows. Um, so I feel like I... it's it's so weird how I missed every opportunity of watching this dude's show. And then I come across it now. It's because we've been in the streaming for so long, man. Streaming helped bring the show back. Yes. Because I missed it. You know, before, when the show was on, it was all about time slots. You got to catch it. You got to catch it at the right time. Where or you
0: did don't... I end up watching the show? I think it, I think I checked it out on Hulu.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It so it, it came up on on uh, some search I was doing. And I was like, oh, I, I recognize the name. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember. I swear I talked to you about Nathan Fee before
0: in the rehearsal because, like, no it was a big part of our of our like daily watch routine was watching this show because it was just so fucking crazy we never talked about the rehearsal because i I didn't even i didn't even know he had a second
1: show on after nathan for you until it started coming up on my for you it uh started popping up on my list because i was watching nathan for you and i was like oh look he's on that show too so then i Started what I was like, well, I guess I'm watching that next after this. I didn't know how many seasons I was gonna get into, but yeah. Yeah, he has definitely funny angles to things. Thing not conventional angles. Like he wanted to like help that taxi service. So he was like, you know what we should do? He's like, what generates more um media than uh, having a baby in the back seat of a car.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: So then he's like, let's advertise that we'll give free rides to um, pregnant women that are um, like in their third trimester or whatever. And uh, so did you see that? That later on in his episodes, he was like, Uber did that. Uber did the exact... Um, they ripped him off of his show. They started offering... Um, discounted rights to pregnant women. And they yeah, literally they started using his advertisement. So then he sent a cease and desist to them <laughs> to get them to, to stop. like, and he tried to threaten them that he was going to have in-sales infiltrate Uber and, like, start getting bad ratings. He did. Ratings. He
0: tried to pull down Uber.
1: Yeah. And All based on a previous mm-hmm. episode that he had. Yeah, it was, dude, it he is, uh, I don't what is he doing now? Because the rehearsal's not on anymore, right? It, didn't they stop making uh, episodes?
0: Yeah, they had to.
1: Oh, well, yeah, based on whatever happens in the show that I'm not going to talk to you yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he's got to do something else. It doesn't have to be the rehearsal. And that
0: was just so soon, though. I, I doubt we're going to see anything. Oh, really? Immediately. Rehearsal it was, came that's... out in 2022.
1: Was it? I thought, I thought it was last year. Like, yeah. Oh, I thought it was like a 2020 or a 2021 or something.
0: Let's see here what he is working on.
1: He's never been in any movies or anything. Like he could play such an awkward like character in a movie. He's got the awkward down.
0: Let's see. I think he does more writing than he does acting. Though. Oh,
1: so he's writing for TV shows Yeah, and he's stuff?
0: wrote for movies and stuff.
1: Oh, he's wrote scripts? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. What's his full name? Nathan. Oh, Nathan Filder, Duh.
0: The rehearsal.
1: Hey, I don't imagine they're going to do it.
0: A... Yeah, everyone's just still talking about the rehearsal. So we're not sure what he's going to do next. OK, well, I'm sure he's but got some cooking. He has done a lot of.
1: Of things like assistance and writing and stuff like that. Yeah, he is a funny dude.
0: Let's see. On those Wikipedia, some of the memorable career moves.
1: I like when he's generally surprised because you'll see him crack. You'll actually like crack a smile or something when he's surprised that someone's saying something.
0: Oh, he did. He was in some movies as an actor as well.
1: Yeah, I could see him as an awkward character. He'd be perfect. Like a nerdy dude, awkward dude, socially awkward.
0: Yeah, he'd work. Um, Yeah, I guess he's just doing a lot of acting stuff. So he's co-creator, writer, and director, and he's got a main role in this new series actually coming up. Called The Curse. And the Curse is an upcoming American comedy television series created and written by Nathan Fielder and Benny Safdie and starring Emma Stone, Fielder and Safdie. The series films from June to October 2022 and will premiere on Showtime.
1: Oh, see, there you go. He's got a Showtime show coming out. So I knew he was coming oh, with something, it? man. He he does seem like. What's he, the premise? He the series
0: seem- will explore how an alleged curse disturbs the relationship of a newly married couple as they try to conceive a child while co-starring on their problematic new HGTV show. Yeah, the that's Lampen fine. 3. Whatever it
1: is, it's fine. I do like. I mean, the death sounds more like a like a either comedy drama or something, um, but. I I like his kind of realistic kind of I wouldn't call it like so much uh I mean I guess it's pretty much reality TV cuz I mean there's a lot of reality TV that's scripted but it's he's it's I the Nathan for You is such a funny blend of like scripted and non-scripted you know his part what he was going to do was kind of scripted but then whatever kind of conversations he would get into with the you know public or just people around would be interesting because that would be not scripted you know he would have to just kind of have these interactions and then see what happens and then go from there but you can see how he would just like he would evolve conversations depending on what they said or how it was going or what was happening with the scenario if it was working if it was not working would he pivot would he continue on the scenario would he would he start going down a different road like it would all depend on what that interaction told him or how the plan was going accordingly and he would adjust he would he would make adjustments and be like well now we got to do this or now we got to do that
0: well it's funny because one of my favorite episodes I think was the um one where uh they were giving away free gas. Yeah, the BP one. No. It was like
1: um Oh, you're not free gas. Discounted, discounted gas. gas. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they had to go to the top of the mountain. <laughs> that was funny.
0: Yeah, they had to hike all the way to the top of the mountain. He wasn't sure if people were actually gonna go. But he had like a whole plan for everything that went down. And like we saw that, that he had a plan to try to get the, the idea in your head is get these people so annoyed, fucked up that they want to leave. But if Which we're really looking at it, yeah. his plan from the beginning wasn't to get them to leave. That was just a benefit. His plan was to get them to bond so much that they no longer cared about the discount. Yeah, he had a pivot. And then they turned into a whole camp. I don't even think he pivoted. I think that was the point all together from the beginning and he just didn't tell us that. Maybe. That was the point was to get them so. So for everybody listening doesn't know what the hell this episode is about. Um his show again is trying to get businesses, small businesses to be profitable. Um and help or them increase, or, or increase or whatever. Profit. To do. Yeah. yeah. Um so he's talking to a gas station owner and he says what we need is to give people a discount on the gas. And if we give them a large discount, it'll draw news and everything. People will come here, but we'll put it all in a fine print and it'll be super legal and we'll print it on the receipt and everything. Then in order to do the discount, you have to blah, 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 go up to this mountain to retrieve your discount, like uh, to mail in the rebate. Yeah. And then we will get the discount. So he hid a, a, a mailbox slot all the way up on top of a mountain to put in your, your rebate form yeah, so that you can then get the discount. And part of the terms and conditions in here was that you had to do trivia at the top of the mountain. Uh, and so it was like a scavenger hunt and a trivia hunt. And so he kept having them go on and on and on and on to go through all this little uh, scavenger hunt clues to find this box at the top of the mountain and through it all it was getting late and stuff so he had like prepared a campsite for them too so he th- was hoping the idea was to keep them going on this wild goose chase to find this 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 box at the top of the mountain to turn in the rebate to turn in the rebate and so he, at the end of it, he gets them on a campfire. They're eating s'mores. He gets These them to see. These people were just
1: lonely. Yes. Because who has the time to be doing all this, you know?
0: Like, right. Because people, like, they, they, they had said they were going for it at first. You know, there was a van that was going to take them all the way up yeah, there. they had to and take a van. They had to take a van with strangers. And then they came, like, they would go and then they come back to go, like, they argue with the guy at the front desk and him and they would explain the terms and conditions and then they would say that some people would just leave all pissed off some people were like okay well I'll be back and I'm going to do it because I'm going to get my $22 and the amount of money that these people were up there for like somebody guy was up there for like a dollar and 12 cents or some shit like that ridiculous like would you really complaining over a dollar man like they got you at that point yeah but the whole idea that we as a viewer think that we're watching is him trying to get these people so frustrated that they just forget about it and leave. But at the end of it all, these people, they slept together. He did like pranking on them in the middle of the night. You know, the boys tent versus girls tent. Uh, They, they sang some songs. They told stories about their personal life. They cried together. They hugged together. And at the end of it, he made this big old speech the next morning after they cooked breakfast together that, you know, even with this rebate and stuff, we have, if it wasn't for this rebate, we wouldn't have been close as we are now. Like we've created and become friends and, and there's a community, blah, 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 blah. And so at the end of it all, the people just wanted to walk down the mountain happy, happy about their experience and en- joyful about their experience. And he was like, you sure you don't want to go through the last riddle? He's like, no, we're fine. We don't want to. And he's like, okay. And the last riddle did take you to the, the box that they all walked past. It was it like was, right it, there. Yeah, clean, they were literally standing. Sight. They right. were they were camped right next to it. Yeah. Everybody had forgotten about it and didn't care about it anymore. They didn't care about their rebate anymore. But at the end of it, it's like he planned out that whole scenario. He planned out everything that would make these people try to come together and be friends at the end. So much so that they forget about the rebate. So it wasn't really a plan to annoy people to not want to do the rebate. But it was a plan to get them to focus on something so much different that they no longer wanted the rebate at the end of the thing. And he succeeded.
1: I think um, that would that's one theory. But the only thing is, like, thinking from a logical standpoint doesn't know if anybody will even stay. There's a good chance that
0: Right, there's a good chance and that would like I said yeah. that's just the benefit of of annoying people so much is that he just didn't want to stay. And some people just people. walked out. He found the loneliest people. I mean, he didn't <laughs> cherry pick them. They, they came to the gas station. They decided to go to the mountain.
1: No, I'm not saying he, he, he found them literally. I'm saying he found them. Yeah. But at the end of it, process. he knew it
0: had to be these people who literally had nothing else to yeah, do. Yeah, He
1: found them through this process. Like, cause the, only the loneliest of the lonely would stay that long. Like, there was, um, there was a lot more people, and they're like, nah, dude, I got shit to do. I gotta go. You know, like, they got off that fucking mountain, and they had a hike, like, for 45 minutes or something. Well, how long did it take to get up that damn mountain? It didn't take, like, an hour or something? I forgot Sheet. how long it took. It took a while. It took, like, more time. Like, if you told me a 20-minute hike, I think most people would do it. It was not an amount that didn't sound reasonable, and people still got in the van, and then they... St- they started hiking, some fell off, some turned back, some, when it started getting dark, they left. Like, there was a lot more people to start, and then by the end, it was like four people, I think, right, that ended up lasting. Yeah, I think it was like four or five people. Yeah, th- that's what I'm saying. He found the loneliest of the lonely through his, like, mm-hmm. filters that he had on, on there. Because, yeah, nobody would do that for gas, dude. Most people, when they told them they had a hike, they're like, fuck you. And they just walked out
0: of the gas station. That was. Oh, dude, though. Do you remember? I think it was the first one with the hamburger. The hamburger, the best burger, the best burger in town, in, or in, in Los Angeles, in Los
1: Angeles, part? yeah, yeah. And he would pay you a hundred dollars
0: if if you really didn't like it. He was going to pay if you out you, of his own pocket if you could approve or you could if you
1: could say to him that it was not the best burger you have ever had. He would pay you a hundred dollars, and so
0: you would think, okay,
1: just lie. And you could tell some people where
0: but he would like ask them questions and start like telling them that and trying to get them to change their mind and and some people were just like, yeah, I don't like, it. I don't like because I don't like this this burger's bad for this reason, this reason, this reason. Yeah. And then so he started fucking messing with them, guilt tripping them. He's like, okay, I mean, no, I'm the money's got to come somewhere, so that's fine. I said, like, well, gonna. you
1: took a couple bites, so so. Yeah. You must have liked it. You liked some of it, didn't you? And like he would just keep going on and on. Yeah, he would make it real awkward with some people. And then, and some people would and just then he
0: would do this. So he would bring out the cook. He'd be like, Luis, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to let you go." What? And he'd do it in front of the people. He's like, oh, "They didn't lo- like the burger." The yeah. yeah, and so we can't afford to pay you because we have to give them yeah. hundred dollars. Yeah, so
1: you got to go home. So now. you'll have
0: to go home now. And they'll be "That's like, this guy's job, man. You can't do that.' It's like, i mean, we have to pay you. You didn't like the burger, he cooked the burger.' You so said you didn't like it, right? You didn't like it, yeah, yeah, yeah. He would guilt I mean, it him. wasn't that bad, though. Oh, so you do like it, but he ended up paying out a lot, though. He did, he did. He, he lost a lot of money, <laughs> he paid a yeah, lot, of, he lost a lot. He didn't show everybody HBO's money or Comedy Central or whoever, yeah, at the, the time. budget, whatever yeah, they had, whoever. Gave him for that a
1: money But yeah it, I mean Money well spent He got to fuck with people All day long mm-hmm. So yeah he, he definitely does weird stuff And gets weird results You know And I think that's all Like in his experiments Like They're just like Basically they're human trials Human experiments That he's doing He's doing Like have you ever seen um, There's a show It's like on uh, NBC What would you do Or something like that you ever heard of that show and it's basically these social scenarios like you see like uh you're in a diner and uh, mother and father are there with their son and they're telling them how bad he is and um they keep yelling at him and they're telling him that yeah you know he's not gonna He's not going to amount to anything, you know. They just keep putting him down, and then the parents, uh, for some reason, they always create a scenario where,
0: yeah, the this does leave. sound
1: so familiar. The parents leave, and then the people around them be like, "Hey, man, you know, keep your head up. You know, I know, I know, you didn't do good on your last project, but you know, you just hang in there. You know, and you just he's trying to create these social scenarios with actors. Same thing like Nathan for you, but. um he always puts the, the the vulnerable in a position where the people uh, unbeknownst are able to speak with them. Like, you know, because you can't... Most people in, in society will not interrupt, you know, a couple or a mother talking to their daughter or something like that. They won't... There is scenarios, like, they would play ones where, hey, you know, be nice, you know, maybe you should talk to her. Not. There is certain people that break that code, but for the most part, they don't. And so they always have a scenario where one parent or both parents leave, and then they're able to just talk to the vulnerable or the person that's supposed to be the the focal point of the experiment to see how people interact. Do they help? Do they say, here, here, here's some money. You're like, you'll see Good Samaritan give money to somebody, you know. Or, hey, you know, you just put, that, put those groceries, in, uh, you know, on my tab. I'll pay for it. You know, because there's a mother that's, you know, they always create these scenarios and they just want to see how do people interact. And they'll even talk to people that don't interact like, hey, I I saw you like kind of wincing, but you didn't say anything. you like, they they catch people's like little interactions that they have. Like, I could see you talking to your wife about what was happening, but you didn't go over there. Why is that? You know, and they'll ask them questions like, why didn't you do that? Or why didn't you say something in that moment? You know, you could have said something and they're like, well, you know, I didn't want to, you know, interrupt them, what they were doing or, you know, hey, you know, it was kind of awkward and I didn't feel like it was the right place to say something. And then there's other people like I just had to. I had to say something. I couldn't just sit there anymore and listen anymore. I had right. to get up. And they, they're they like, there's some people that are like compelled to like break the stereotypes or the the culture and, and go do something out of the ordinary. So it was always interesting. So I remember that show and I, I got into that. And then when I started watching Nathan for you, I was like, Oh, these are kind of like similar. We're doing the same things. Who's going to like, who's going to sit in the norms and who's going to break the norms of, uh, what usually happens in scenarios like this. So yeah, he's really good at putting people in awkward position. And then finding the weird he finds the weirdest, interesting, like people that he is in it's his, so true in his experiments. Yeah.
0: I mean, if we take anything away from this conversation, is just go watch those shows. They're really good. They're reality based. They're
1: there's some scriptedness to it because it's a TV show. But um it's a mixture it's like reality it's like kind of a sitcom-ish kind of take and then it's you do get to feel like you're in some kind of social experiment so like yeah i just feel like sometimes the audience is a social experiment well um that's like a deeper like way to think of a life you know And then we can go
0: back to simulation theory again. (laughs) Let's not do that anymore. Oh, shit. We should move on to something. Oh, you know what? Here's a totally different show that's not mind-provoking at all. Uh, We were watching the... If you remember that movie, the one uh, about the vampires, Interview with a Vampire.
1: Yeah, you told me that was a TV show.
0: The TV show. Yeah. We've been watching that TV show. It's been really good. Yeah. Really interesting. If you guys don't know the 90s show... Or the 90s movie, um, The Interview with the Vampire. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt.
1: And uh,
0: what's it? Jake oh. Slater, too, right? Yes, Christian Slater. Yes. And um, also... Antonio Banderas. Isn't it?
1: Yeah, remember?
0: He has long hair. And yes. He... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But no, I'm thinking about the girl. Kristen Dunst. Kristen Dunst. Yeah. Yes, that was her She's a debut, kid. man. Yeah, as a little child, she was awesome. She did good. Scary. Scary. Very scary. Do they have
1: a kid vampire in the new one?
0: Yes, but they age them up, just like they did in the movie. So they're based on the books, right? So Anne Rice, I believe, is is the author. Yeah. She has been making these books for like a long time. She's like Were you seventeen. Gonna say uh it's probably been decades. <laughs> well, because you went like it's probably been decades, yeah. Just I think looked... have started writing them in the 70s or something or eighties. Okay. And uh they they've been they've been like writing the the stories for these this series of books, the vampire chronicles, I think is what it's called. Mm. Um, and they actually made a couple movies. So Interview with the Vampire is the first book and is the first movie that's been made. Off of her series. Yeah. There's been another movie made from her book series following the same characters, if you did not know. Uh, and that's Queen of the Damned. I never saw it. you never seen Queen of the Damned?
1: I remember when it came out. It had like uh, Aaliyah.
0: Was yes. Aaliyah in it? Yeah. Aaliyah was
1: in it. She played the vampire queen. I remember that, but I never watched it. That's a good one. I really like Queen of the Damned. Yes. And that was based on the same characters? Yes, because it's a different book.
0: So they but they, it had
1: uh Tom Cruise and
0: uh, no Brad Pitts Yeah, had the same characters, not the same actors. Yeah, not the same actors, but I'm saying they had one of the, the same characters, uh Lestat, the vampire known as Lestat. Which one was he? He is the Tom Cruise's vampire. Oh, okay, okay. Now the new interview with the vampire TV series that is on AMC Plus. AMC has plus? Yeah god damn i know oh, <laughs> another plus yeah
1: she what is there 50 streaming services that i gotta i think it's like 25
0: oh, <laughs> so many but uh this one so in the books the christian dunce character yeah that child vampire was five okay christian dunce played her as 10 I think ten or nine or something like that. Yeah, yeah that sounds right. And in this one, they player as fourteen, I think. Oh, is that what you meant by aged up? Yes, they oh, aged okay. her up because I was like, they. I thought because they'd... like you put you try to get a five year old to do some of the stuff like that's in this because the the premise is, is that the vampire child ages mentally but not physically.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're stuck in this body. They're
0: stuck in physical form of a of a five year old. Turn into a vampire, which is pretty messed up. But they're mentally, they age and they learn and they knowledge and this grows. So they could be like the age of a 21 year old woman trapped in a five year old body. Yeah. And that's like the premise. And that's what we see in like the Kristen Dunst portrayal of it. You know, she's like bringing bodies home and shit like that. You know, like fucking kooky. Yeah. Same thing in this series. And I think it plays so good as a series. Uh, and I would recommend watching it. And I don't want to like give too much away, but they did uh, things that are different from the movie. And that's the only perspective I have. Uh, but after watching this, I I'm really want to like read the books. Did, so do you need to watch Queen of the Dam to watch no, no, this? No. Start with this. Don't mm. even worry about anything else that's been done media wise from her books. You can either just go read her books because I'm sure they're fucking fabulous or just watch this. This uh TV show, Interview with the Vampire. Um and well, and Rice's interview with the Vampires, which on called. AMC Plus. On AMC. Get it now. Um the thing about it too. Are they still doing Walking Dead? I don't know.
1: You got AMC plus, dude. It's gotta be advertised. I right? don't have AMC plus. Well, I mean, you know, whatever you got, you got, you know.
0: But uh, it doesn't advertise stuff like that. No, they don't play a little advertising. No, I give my stuff to the different sources, man.
1: Yeah, do you want yeah. to talk about that right now? No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> you didn't have to say that. Um, but uh but yeah, I don't know if they're still doing Walking Dead. But I do know that some things in this this show that we've been watching has been really intriguing. There's a lot of like my only perspective is the movie. So I'm not sure if this is the way it is in the show or in the book. That it is in the show. But uh, in the movie, we follow Christian Slater's younger, like, reporter in yeah. San Francisco, mm-hmm. and he's interviewing uh, Louis Day. De... Oh, I forgot the vampire's name. It's Louis something. Um, you said it. You told me his name. And then. <laughs> no, and then there's another one. There's
1: Lestat, the vampire Lestat. I thought Lestat was. A... So there's Lestat. Oh, wait, no. He's interviewing. He's Brad interviewing Pitt. Louis, Bradley. Well, he Pitt. does interview. Lestat too.
0: I don't know. Does he? Yeah, at the very end. I think at the very end remember he's he, not interviewing Lestat, but Louis finds Lestat.
1: No, remember he's he goes. Remember uh, he's like, oh, he just bores me, just on and on about the same thing. And it's Tom Cruise talking, and he go, and then he's like, you want to interview, and then he like starts talking to him. He's like, I'll take you back to this.
0: Yes. Okay. You're right. They yeah. did do that. At and the that, end.
1: that's how it ends as him with like, his story. Him starting to talk about, like, his... he seeked him out and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But the way that this new story starts out is, is that it's now like so many years later. It's like modern time, 2020. So they made it all the modern time. They're still alive. And that original one, I think, happened in like the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Pe- so payphones. The vampire seeks the interviewer out again and the original interview never went out. And meeting with Lestat thing never happened. But in this one they referenced the fact that there was an original interview that took place you know way back then. Okay. Um in the 90s. Yes, and <laughs> Louis was upset at the way that interview was going and so he stopped it and didn't continue on with it. And so the guy, the interviewer, went on to have his own career and shit like that later. And then, of course, now he's being um, summoned by this vampire and he's reluctantly ready to go with it. But I guess like, he even bit him because he was so angry. Yeah, that's how that movie ends. He bites uh, Christian Slater. But it was Louis who gets bit. Louis bites Christian Slater. That was Tom Cruise. In in the way it's being portrayed in this one. Oh, in the Louis show. Louis bit him. Okay. They're... Like our, our our Christian Slater, quote unquote, the interviewer, yeah. um, which I'm forgetting his name too, but he never uh interviewed Lestat. He's never yeah, yeah, seen her. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. the only vampire he's ever talked to has been Louis. Mm. And Louis wants this published because he feels like it's an important time in the world for it right now. Um and so it talks about his origins in New Orleans. Okay. And it talks about him actually they've they've changed ethnicity from the movie. Louis not some rich white guy, he's a rich black man. And so it talks about his struggles being a black man in New Orleans and also being, you know, pretty wealthy as a business owner. Yeah. And gets into his businesses of like you know he owns a whorehouse and pretty much that kind of shit and how he meets lestat and it delves more into his personal life as a human before he becomes a vampire and also how you know it, it it turned from him to like it 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 talks about him not only being you know, they switched up as him being a, a black man, but they also made him gay. So he's a gay black man. And I'm not sure if that was originally it in the in the books because I didn't read the books, but it works so well here. Like the progression of his character and everything from that. And they do some fucking dark shit in this movie. Like they are not afraid to show you some crazy ass fucking shit. There's one point in the movie where the, wait, the vampire movie. Oh, or? I'm sorry, the TV show. Well, TV hold on. Show. Do
1: you want to tell this, or you want to yeah, spoil Yeah, no, no, no. It? I'm fine. No, I'm I know you're spoil. fine. Come on. No, 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 no. It, it's semi spoiler free I'm going
0: to say something that happens, but I'm not going to say what characters do.
1: It. Uh, you you like to spoil? it, you like you like to tell I mean, little details? This has been out for
0: a while. Ah, uh, see, look at you. So man. I'm not like afraid
1: you, to say it. You love to spill the beans. Like look, <laughs>
0: there's this part in it once where the vampire is, you know. Attacking some people, and there's a vampire attacking some people. And one of the persons is like gonna run away and shit. And so the vampire goes and stops him. And then, you know, what do you think the vampire does to stop them? Is he like suck his blood? What does he do to stop people from running away? Like this guy's gonna run out the door, you know does this vampire have uh, flight he could
1: just fly yeah, yeah
0: yeah, so you think he flies over he to that could guy run,
1: just some of them have super speed can he run in front of them and yeah. stop them
0: yes yeah, slow down time pretty much you know and he's okay. running over there faster than that guy I did know.
1: I guess he could do a blow dart he could blow dart him to sleep sure could yeah. what do you think he does he pulls out tommy gun and he goes that, 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 that,
0: that. <laughs> and you would think like the way they set it up is like he's probably gonna jump on him and bite him and suck his blood out right 'Cause that's what vampires do. Or maybe like snap his neck, and it's like, oh, or grab him and throw him back, and this guy's like hurt now, and then he goes and suck his blood. What's like the last thing you think he'd do? Make him a cake? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So in the realm of violence, uh, he punches a hole in him? A hole through his face from the back. So, so from the into- back of his head. Fist straight through face, and just we see the explosion of face because we're seeing it from the front. So they turn into the boys. We're seeing it from the front. Yeah. This is the boys. Like now. it's getting there. So we see it from the front. is our camera angle. This this man, and then a fist just pop right through his face and just face everywhere. Oh, I know. <coughs> <laughs> Did you hear about?
1: Excuse me. <coughs> I took a rip of that. <coughs> um did you hear about the uh the new season of the boys they're saying it's going to be the bloodiest gruesomest yes i read about that season. a while back yeah it's coming out they're saying they're taking it to the next level which i thought they couldn't take it to the next level with what you described with the whole
0: jumping oh into the
1: exploding have you watched that I never did. You told me you described it. You just watched the boys, man. <laughs> no, no, I've seen oh, at least two
0: seasons, but I didn't see that. Oh, season. you haven't got to that part yet. Because no. that's season three, I think.
1: Yeah. 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 So I seen, I, I got to understand what these dudes are up to. But um, yeah, I didn't see that scene when it came out. And then you told me about it, and I was like, whoa. Hey yo <laughs> hey. Yeah, that was some uh, gnarly stuff, dude. And that was kind of getting some press. Like they were talk- there was like major like the scene and the boys, you know, nah, nah, nah. And then now boys is
0: pushing limits, man.
1: Yeah, and now they're doubling down to say, oh, we're gonna it's gonna be even <laughs> worse than what you guys thought we could do. So they're they're double tripling down, dude, you know, on what they're doing over there which is interesting. So they got my attention. That article got my attention for sure. So whatever uh marketing genius thought to do that, they it worked on me cuz now
0: I'm uh oh my god talking. Now I'm thinking about finishing this up. You need to finish that up. Finish the rehearsal up. Finish those two things and then got talk a to lot, me. I got a lot of stuff to I don't know if any of this is going to get finished. <laughs> and then you need to get an AMC Plus account. <laughs>
1: right. And then I start watching Walking Dead, and I'm going to start from season one with Shane and Rick, and they were boys, and they were helping each other out, and they did actually- Oh, my
0: God. It's fucking Shane. Holy yeah. shit. Shane,
1: Shane was- That was a
0: long time ago, man.
1: Shane season two is still one of my favorite seasons of any TV show and character. He was intense, but he was he was adapting to the world faster than everyone else could.
0: Was, Shane would be fucking amazing in more recent Walking Dead.
1: Well, yeah. Storyline. Be, because everybody is Shane now. <coughs> Every nobody takes shit from anybody. And people have to die. And everybody realizes that. And they just move on now. There's like a point where you see that these people lose their humanity. Well, do you lose your your Humanity, or are you
0: try? Are you in survival mode? I guess you're right, but I mean, like, <clears throat> it was after the prison. Like, how far in Walking Dead you get? You got to where they were yeah, in prison. I saw right? the prison. Yeah, yeah. I saw I, it Egan. was after the prison when they get to Alexandria. Like, that's when you knew these people were different. Well, they were and definitely different people. then Rick became, became Shane. <clears> oh, <throat> well, Rick yeah. became worse than Shane. I would think at some probably,
1: points. but I'm just saying, like, he arced into that. But you know, Shane was just ahead of his time.
0: I have no idea where Walking Dead is now. I, I don't stopped. Know I stopped after Alexandria fell.
1: I feel like a lot of people did. <clears throat> and I don't know why. What happened to the show? Or what? Maybe. And I was
0: I was willing to stay because I remember the comic version of like these people that would they lived with the zombies, like they would put the zombies they would wear zombie skin over themselves, and they'd be able to walk and blend in with the zombies because of the smell.
1: That's always, a, that's always a good theory. Like, how good are they detecting fakes? Not you know? good at
0: all, according to this. Not well, good at all. Yeah,
1: according to most zombie um, movies or shows where they talked about blending in, like, Shane, Shaun of the Dead, remember? They just were like, ooh, they are just making noises. They didn't even really do anything to their face or change their I look. Mean, I don't
0: think we could take Shaun of the Dead as serious zombie
1: talk, though. It's just zombie culture. I'm just saying, like, apart if any movie has
0: mentioned, I don't think like, anybody has done it seriously other than Walking Dead, like blending in with the zombies.
1: Uh, they blended in a little on the Zombie Land. Zombie Land was doing it. Did they? How did they do it? Um, Bill Murray, that's in the first one in the first zombie line. Oh yeah, he, he says he he, he dressed up.
0: up and so it was like visually. He said it's it's easier
1: that way. I can go out, I can play golf, I can do whatever I but want. But I
0: don't know. That felt more of like a joke than a real thing that could happen.
1: No, he said he was definitely serious. He was. Playing I know golf it was serious day. for
0: it, but we didn't we didn't see. I don't know what, what. Nobody ever used it in in a in a scene that we saw for survival. Is what I'm saying.
1: No, I'm just mentioning anytime the they've talked about blending in, and it's always the zombies are fooled, right? Yeah, they're not very good at detecting anything. Um, there's other ones too. I think they did. They do some of that in um, that one uh, zombie romantic one, the where he has a heartbeat. He starts his heart comes back to life.
0: Oh, that's the Romeo and Juliet one with zombies. Yeah. The warm bodies. Warm bodies, Warm yeah. bodies. Yeah, and that's a good one.
1: Yeah. Well, that one they were a little bit better detecting, remember? Because he becomes real again and they fucking jump him. Remember those fucking skeletal yes. ones? The yes. The ske- fast ones? Yeah, his heart starts beating and they're like, oh, fuck. So they get attacked right away by those elite ones. The dumb ones seem to like still be confused or didn't catch on but the those ones could fucking hear a heartbeat or something
0: and he had a zombie friend too which is nice yeah they
1: would just go to the counter and go uh uh uh, uh. uh. <laughs> that was their conversations different us dude but they got it though that's what was awesome they knew their own language so, they had to just, they were so dumb, but they still invented a language for themselves so they could understand each other. Uh, but yeah. yeah. What are we
0: at, dude? I think we, well, f- we're an hour and 11 minutes.
1: That's about right, man. We got a lot done. Sometimes today. you feel like when it's the time. Yeah. Yeah, you can
0: feel it. You can feel an hour come. You comp, can feel it. And I think that's good. That's good. So, then I guess that's it, then. We are Digital Cortex. Um, my name is Steven. This is Random Styles. And, uh, hope y'all have a good night. (laughs) Yeah.